folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Kai Pinexter here with your boy. It's your boy, it's your boy, it's your boy. It's Mr. Feckity. And today, on this... God damn it. What? And today, on the Small Package Show. We're talking about Okada versus Omega 2, a little behind the times. Don't look at the timestamp. Oh, yeah. Then we're going to talk about the results from Money in the Bank. It was a pay-per-view. And then, when we're not happy with the results of this podcast, at the end of this podcast, we're going to announce that we're going to redo this podcast next week on SmackDown, nullifying this podcast completely. All that and more today on Small Package. Hit it with it, Bob. It's Small Package. Welcome back. It's episode 50 of the Small Pack Show. Five zero. Celebrate episode 50. Celebration. Uh, No big fanfare or trumpets because we just had the one year anniversary. We just did fanfare and trumpets right now. No, but I'm saying (laughs) real trumpets and real fanfare. There's no special, no special interview or anything today. It's just another show. That's how my grandpa treated birthdays. You know what, Corey? Enough. Let's just get to it. <laughs> yeah, unlike last week's episode where we ended up doing... Dude, I clocked it in. It was like 17 or 18 minutes on of E3. E3. And Yikes. like, I thought about cutting it out of the show, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'll just put another show breakdown so that people can skip it if they so choose. Sure. Um... If you guys are hearing that sound, I don't know if the noise reduction is going to be able to fully take it out this week because that AC is on high alert. It's on lock. Dude, it is so humid outside. It's not that hot. It's just humid as fuck. I think that it's it's 80, it's 85, but the feels like because of the humidity is 92. Shush. So that's, that's not great. Um. So, money and the boring happened. Midb. Um. There was some cool stuff here and there. I felt like I was fine with the finish of the Usos versus the New Day, but immediately following that trash ending to the women's Money in the Bank match, I felt like they had three consecutive meh endings. And other than. Naomi retained uh, and Brizongo won. But the Brizongo match was sort of like like almost throwaway. It was such a squash. It was so quick and it wasn't announced previously. Oh yeah, that was a pretty dumb, I mean, pointless it, thing. It was fine. I got to cheer that Brizongo won and that their shirt got announced. Both of those were very cool things. But most of the card was a bummer. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I was fine with the decisions, but Corbin is not somebody you're like, yeah, Corbin's got the briefcase. I don't mind it. Yeah, honestly, like I said, uh, the only person, the only two people I did not want to win was Ziggler because fuck Ziggler. Okay, IMO. And anyway, rumors are saying he's could potentially be leaving soon. Uh, and Kevin Owens because he already has the US belt he doesn't need two things although it would have been I felt like it would have been he could have done so much with both he could have but like potential that that's that's my biggest complaints with fucking WWE and all their storytelling is how they like put all their eggs in one basket and then you know just 
they don't let things play out. And then they let the basket beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. So if if they if they yeah, they need to spread it out and let all of their roster have something to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the elephant in, in the room. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read this post. Obviously, we're going. You're gonna be talking about the women's Money in the Bank match mm-hmm. here. Um, is this a Reddit post? It is a Reddit post from user JPod Gaming. Cool. On Squared Circle? On Squared Circle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wrestle with the Plot? No, on Squared Circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, as, as we all know, mm-hmm. the match was going okay. I thought it was an okay ma- ladder the match. Like, match. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was an okay match. There were um, some cool spots. We were saying, you know, they, they probably, it was going to be dampened because there's so many, you know, green workers in the ring and, and they weren't going to go all out. But then you're like, oh, but they might because they might try to like, try to upstage the men a little bit. Sure. And, and uh, you know, I, I, overall, I was, I was about to be satisfied with the match. I do wish that they had saved the Charlotte Natalia table spot for the money in the bank, but it did get me a little bit more hyped going into the match. And yeah, there were some cool spots, especially uh, Charlotte's flip to the outside. Some very cool Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. So continue. Um, Some ladder spots that weren't as big as the men, but they were still, you know, that's the first fucking first time. Let them stretch their legs a little yeah um so as we all know uh james ellsworth comes up tips becky off uh the ladder climbs up gets the briefcase drops it down to carmella carmella is declared the winner up to that point i was fine with his interference Mm -hmm. him tipping the ladder and climbing up Mm -hmm. i was actually I it it made me go sit up in my seat and go no honestly that that you, that's exactly how the whole crowd went because if you saw as he was climbing everyone in the crowd was doing the Daniel Bryan yes chance they're all like yes 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 and then he gets up and he drops the briefcase and the whole crowd erupts in boos yeah it was and he actually posted that on he on his Facebook account where he's like. How come the universe is so mad at me, even though you guys all were clearly cheering yes when I was going for it? It's like you guys are the real hypocrites. It's because it was. And it's l- like, damn, he's doing a good job healing it. He is. Yeah. He it was lulzy until he actually got the briefcase down. And if they had just, if they had at that point, the refs all got together and been like, no, put it, put the briefcase back up, and Ellsworth is ejected from ringside. Honestly, it probably would have gotten over. Like people would have been like, "Wow, what a crazy spot!" Mm-hmm. And then the refs immediately rectified the bullshit, and we got a fucking finish to the match that was proper. Okay, I I would have been super stoked with that, but when he actually dropped it into her hands, and then they were like, "No, that's it. That's the match." I was just like, "A fucking dude won the first women's money in the bank." So anyway. User JPod Gaming, the title. Why does everyone complain that heels can't get heat anymore? But when a heel does something that gets nuclear heat, WWE gets shit on for bad booking and ruining a moment. Here's his explanation. Okay. So James Ellsworth won the Women's Money in the Bank for Carmella. Quite controversial. Many people are upset saying this ruins the first Women's Money in the Bank match, which is true. But isn't that the whole fucking point? In modern WWE, it's almost uncommon for heels to get legitimately booed. Look at AJ when he was a heel. Look at Owens. He's getting more boos now thanks to the Festival of Friendship, thankfully. And people go online and whine about how WWE has no good characters anymore. All the feuds suck because the heels have no heat. Well, last night we saw a heel attain nuclear heat, and so many people are complaining that this was a bad move on WWE's part. They're claiming it's disrespectful, disgusting, and ruins the first women's money in the bank, which it does, which is why they did it. I have to applaud WWE for doing a risky move like that. It's controversial, frustrating, but most of all, it makes for good TV. As long as they followed up with on it, which is appears they will if Daniel Bryan's tweets are anything to go by, which they ended up doing. Um, TLDR, don't complain that WWE doesn't make good heels if you shit on them when they actually try to make a good heel. 
So I'm going to respond to that real quick. And this is what I'm going to say is I 100% agree with him. And uh, the the opinion that I just expressed was my opinion on Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Carmella's opening promo changed my mind about the outcome of the match to be in alignment with that guy's post. She cut a fucking dope promo. Honestly, Carmella has never been anyone I've even thought about on the mic. But yes, she came out on Tuesday and I was just like, I don't care. She's like, I don't care. Dude, I like I have the money in the bank. It, it was a fucking no disqualifications match. And my competition were stupid enough not to have a backup plan. And also the fact that she w- went there and called out. Uh, nobody freaked out when this person cost this person money in the bank, when this person cost this person money in the bank. But because it, it wasn't, you know, somebody of my gender that climbed up there. You guys are mad. Well, I don't care because I have the money in the briefcase. I mean, it was the equivalent of telling the whole crowd to sit and spin. And it was beautiful. And at that point, I immediately went, oh, no, Daniel Bryan's going to take away the briefcase from her after she just cut a fucking dope promo Mm -hmm. and is going to just fucking neuter her run her her push. Because I'm like, that was, again, Sunday, I'm mad. I'm thinking about... Why would they make a man win the women first women's money in the bank? That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. The first money in the bank doesn't necessarily have to be a feel good moment. It doesn't have to be, but at least if it's decisive, there is a moment to be had in the first one. I think Edge won the first one, or did Jericho win the first one? No, Jericho hasn't won one. Jericho hasn't won one. He was in the first one, though. Yeah, he because that's that was his joke. Because they're like, "When did you win?" He's like, Who "Ed, won? Ed Appleton." Oh, Appleton. Hold on. Uh, first ever Money in the Bank winner. Come on, Google. The Money in the Bank ladder match. Thank you, Wikipedia. The first one was uh, first contested at WrestleMania in two thousand five. Uh, which I want to um, say is Edge. I believe Edge won the first one, and then he cashed in. Yeah, he did. He cashed in on Cena. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that wasn't... Edge was heel at the time. So that was not necessarily like a feel-good moment, but it was decisive. Mm-hmm. And it it I feel like it didn't necessarily need to be a face who won it, although there was money on uh, from a lot of... I mean, Carmella was the top choice a lot of people thought would win it via shenanigans uh-huh. but another hot speculation online was that becky would win it and then turn heel mm-hmm. which would have been crazy and could have been a neat catalyst for her character development that being said it doesn't need to necessarily feel good moment but something decisive that without james ellsworth's fuckery i felt like on sunday i was like that would have been nice after her promo on tuesday i changed my mind and mm-hmm. i was like no this is perfect this is exactly what happened with goldberg lesnar one or not one uh mm-hmm. I guess technically it was the it was the rematch from their fight a decade ago. Sure, but yeah. the first one at um, yeah was a Survivor Series. Goldberg Lesnar this decade. Yeah, was it Survivor Series that they had their first one? Yes. At? Okay, that match at right after it happened, I was immediately viscerally pissed for like thirty seconds. I was just like, "What the fuck?" I waited for the main event to be a squash. What the? And then as soon as like the light bulb went off, I went, "Oh, Your this game is amazing." Worked, 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 worked. worked. Da, 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 work, 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 work. It's like, I was like, oh, fuck, this is brilliant. Fucking dubs just totally killed me. They got me. And like, I'm a, I'm a fucking Mark. I am Marky Markington, the king of Marksville in that moment. And I realized that's what they did with Money in the Bank. And it was actually great. Mm-hmm. But then later on SmackDown, and we'll get to this when we get to the SmackDown, but they, they totally fucking went back on it. And I'm like, at least if you do something bold, Run with it. Run with it. Don't fucking turn yeah. around. Uh, that that's what my coworker Phil said. He was like, "If if Carmella doesn't win again, it's then fucked. the whole thing is invalidated." Yeah. Um, and I agree. I I definitely think that she should just win again. Maybe fucking she cheats on her own because For it'll sure. still be a no DQ match. Ellsworth can't interfere, but at least she can do something, dude. Fuck it. Just this time, just have Ellsworth do something else. 
like come out with a dead serious, have them come out super. I mean, this is like, uh, what's what was the name of the cartoon about the Mountie? Uh, Rocky Do-Right. and oh yeah, Dudley Do Right. This is super duper like Dudley Do Right and like uh, this the Whiplash dude, whatever the dude, the bad guy from that. Just have him come Snidely out with a rope. Whiplash. Yeah, Snidely. Have him come out and just tie them up with a rope. Like have them all sitting back to back and have Ellsworth just tie them up, and then Carmela gets it herself. Do something like that. I I do agree that if Carmela doesn't win this rematch, it's happening next week on SmackDown. Uh, I, I'll be a little bit salty that they totally went back. I mean, good on them for showing that they are listening to the fans on SmackDown more than they've ever listened to the fans ever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes as a parent, you have to tell your child this is just the way it is. We are the marks. We're the children. They're the parent. They need to go. Guys, you can't just write to uh, uh, Martin, to uh, George R. R. Martin and be like, hey, we are all pissed that you killed off character X from Game of Thrones and expect him to go, oh, well, if all my fans are pissed, I guess I'll just write them back onto the show. It's like, no, sometimes there has to be shit that we don't like because if if the faces won all the time, we would never fucking watch. Um. So I agree with you. It was bullshit, but then it was even more bullshit that they undid the bullshit. <laughs> you can't win WWE. God damn. Anyway, money in the bank happened. Yeah, and I mean, Naomi retained. We knew she would. Yeah. That was a thing. Uh, gender retained. We we were almost 100% that ma- Was that match not like almost beat for beat the exact same match that we got at Backlash? I mean, we got like, Cowboy Bob Orton and Ric Flair for some fucking reason. Yeah, because I guess he's a, a famous St. Louis nope. resident now. I, what? He's from fucking North Carolina, isn't he? I, I always thought so. Yeah, I, I just, Charlotte's from the Queen City, which is Charlotte, North Carolina. But I guess he was just he happened to be there. So like, ah, fuck it, Rick. Get in the row with all these dudes from St. Louis. So at least they they crowd knows somebody besides Cowboy Bob, which it was cool to see him. And, you know, it was slightly different, but it was mostly the same. It got to the point where at the end, you and me were just calling spots, being like, and now this. And then it would happen because that's how all Randy Orton matches go. Oh, Treeping DDT Power Slam RKO. It's just no RKO block. Though you can uh, tell he's going to do it because he just kind of goes. Eh, although I instead will of actually this, committing to it, I said this on Sunday. The one thing I will give mad props to Randy Orton for is he is so good at doing the hang time for the RKO that will be blocked. Like he he because when he does the RKO, it's very snap. It's very like. Twist, grab, pull, and that's the move. But when he goes for an RKO that we know will be blocked, uh-huh. he's so good at jumping and just sort of like freezing his body in midair. Really? For a I disagree. Especially the fake out RKO that you know is coming within the first minute or two of the match. Sure. Because that one especially, you can tell that he's obviously just like, lean back, get pushed. Like, <laughs> no, no. The, the opening RKO fake out? Yes. That the traditional Randy Orton, the bell rings. I'm going for an RKO out of <laughs> clearly in front of you. Uh, that one, no. But I'm saying like later in matches, he's when he goes for the RKO that will be blocked. Mm-hmm. He's good about getting almost horizontal with it and then getting the push, at least in my own opinion, from uh, it's it's later match fake outs that he's. But yeah, the opening one's always kind of sloppy because it's uh-huh. just like it's basically a cutter. He's just he's just going for like DDP's cutter in that moment and then getting pushed. Uh, was there anything else worth talking about on the show? Uh, I mean, the New Day and Usos put on a fucking good match. The ending, I'm fine with the booked decision of the ending of the Usos walking away because New Day still looks strong. Usos still retain. They get to get some heat, but it just sucked after that women's winning the bank match. Yeah, I agree with you that Maybe they could have paced the show better, but I love the ending. I did because our options are what Uso's doing like a cheap cheating thing to win. Sure. Kind of boring. We've seen it already. Sure. 
uh, New Day winning and becoming champs. I don't want to see that. Not yet. I'm fine with it in like a month or two. Maybe, but, but not, not now. And or just like some kind of outside interference. Like, sure. Or I mean, I think it plays you to their don't... characters much better that they would just be like, oh, shit, we're we're kind of on the losing end of this right. match. No, nah, fuck this. We're just getting out of here. Yeah. And I mean, because also I would not want the Usos to win clean. That would have been tragic. And uh, what would be kind of cool is if this sets up some kind of like a proper good stipulation, like a false count anywhere or something. So like they can't run away. Sure. That would be interesting. Um, Also, one more thing uh, about money in the bank uh, just on the whole as a pay-per-view man. I was, I loved the fashion police Miami vice video. Uh But the payoff being it was the Ascension. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it, that wasn't like the ultimate payoff of everything. Because we, we'd already seen them fight the Ascension. Yeah. And then the Ascension quote unquote got ruled out. And like <coughs> and like if if that was the payoff to all these promos is an unannounced match that is a break between the fucking championship match and the ladder match. And like, what a shitty fucking payout. <laughs> a little bit. A throwaway, unannounced match. The Money in the Bank match was good. Um, I enjoyed Sami Zayn's um, crazy ass sunset flip. Um, oh, yeah. It was neat. Some good uh, stuff. One of the top posts from this week is uh, on Squared Circle is called Die Owens Die, which is a fun gift compilation of insane ladder spots from Kevin Owens from that match or no, from just in general. Oh man. He has taken some fucking brutal ones. Oh damn. Oh my God. Is this all just like WWE? Yeah. Cause he's taken some brutal ones in, uh, PWG and, and, uh, yeah. uh, other promotions as well. Yeah. No, this is NXT and WWE Christ, which, dude. He that took, one, that one getting the fucking the the sideways ladder. Yeah. Um he took he took a couple nasty ones at Money in the Bank as well. Um overall like the match. Corbin winning is probably the right move. Uh I couldn't really think of anyone else who I think should have won Money in the Bank. I mean, I would have really liked Sami Zayn's like neurotic plannings. That would have been funny. Yeah, like any every night you'd be like Okay, well, if Jinder's out here right now, he's facing this guy, which means that maybe his leg will be weak after the end of the match. Should I go out there and like focus on his leg at the end of the like, you know? Ah, no, I don't think tonight's the right night. I, I, I you know, yeah, possibly. It would have been, it could have been entertaining, but I think Corbin winning is the right move. And I did like him coming out uh, and on SmackDown and taunting Jinder. Yeah, it makes me feel like whatever Jinder's feud is going into SummerSlam, that's the person who's going to be taking the belt off of him. Possibly. Because you kind of need a face for Corbin's money in the bank to work. I hope it's not Randy Orton again. I hope they put somebody else in. I mean, they did already tease Corbin coming in as a heel and taking it off of Jinder. And, like, it would work. He's this guy who's just in it for the money. He's just in it for... You know, getting paid. Right. Oh, I'll be paid more as the champ. Like, I don't give a fuck about anyone else. Like, sure. that's kind of his character. And that, you know, it, it it works for a heel-on-heel feud or even just a heel cash-in. Sure. Um, so let's, uh, let's get to Raw. And I did not actually watch Raw except for the last segment, which we'll get to. Uh, we don't need to go beat by beat. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already watched Raw or SmackDown. Uh-huh. Uh, anything worth... Uh, obviously, the, the big Braun return uh, right during uh, Roman Ranz's Sumer Slarm announcements. So uh, Roman comes out and he's like, I'm going to face the Universal Champ at SummerSlam. You all can hate it, but like I've earned it. I, I've retired Undertaker at Mania. I beat uh, you know all of the top guys. Uh, just even hearing you pretend to be Roman makes me want to boo you. 
but it, it was a very heel promo because he was seriously going out there being like, I don't care what you guys say. I have earned the spot by doing this stuff. It's just funny to me that even just you holding a microphone and repeating Roman Reigns' words is making me angry. Like, actually blood boiling uh-huh. a little bit. And I know it's not, you're not Roman. I can see that. <laughs> but like, as much as Lauren would like it, so the opposite to be true. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, he, he he's, he's doing his announcement and then and, surprise Braun. And yeah, so he's like, I'm going to face the champ at SummerSlam. And then Braun, uh, well, an ambulance starts backing up towards the arena. On the Tron. Yeah. And then Braun bursts out of the back of the ambulance and he's, now, did he fling the doors open? Yes. Or did he like? He may have cut, kicked the doors open, but regardless, they burst open. I don't, I think it would be amazing if he had basically gone Super Saiyan, and the back of the bus had just or van or ambulance had like exploded like a cartoon oh, shotgun. Just the, the doors completely flying off the hinges, style. Yeah, and like and like metal curling back. Sure. Well, they they didn't go that insane with was it. Was there fog or smoke, or is it just him? I think it was just him. Um, and then he rushes out to the ring, and, you know, I'm not finished with you yet, of, of course. course. <laughs> and so they set up an ambulance match for Great Balls of Fire between nice uh, Strowman and Roman. And then, uh, and then he got Coquina clutched, right? Yeah, because that was... Oh, well... I, just right. from the clip you um, showed me. Uh, he actually did not return during Roman's promo, now that you reminded me. He returned during Roman and Joe's match, uh, which was set up for that Raw. Okay. Um, and then, because uh, Joe had, Roman was all like, I beat you know Finn, I beat Seth. And then Joe comes, I was like, you haven't beat one guy. And uh, then at least... They made him look. They made Joe look weak at the end of the promo, but at least they made Joe win in their match. However, Joe only really won because of the Strowman interference. Isn't that like the third so or fourth like, time that Joe's won a match because of interference? Because of somebody else's distraction. It's, it seems like he picks up wins a lot after distractions. Yeah, I, I really hope they're not going to feed Joe to Lesnar. <sighs> I really don't want that, Bob. I mean, the the hope is they at least like make Joe look good in the match because he's gonna lose like unless unless wwe is just like let's fuck with shit like he's gonna lose i mean that would be really interesting it would be interesting as hell but i i don't think that they're they have the balls to do i mean it. as long as the great balls no I'll as, as long as as joe doesn't get in the ring and immediately take like 12 suplexes and get pinned yeah that would which just be- i don't think will happen Hopefully, but they got to make Roman look strong. Man, uh, I'm just bummed out now thinking about it. Um, anything else besides Cass and Enzo? Well, yeah, and then that was really uh, worth really mentioning. Yeah, they they kind of like kept up with the Kurt Angle storyline, but not really. Um, Wait. Did we ever find out what was in the text message? No. Not yet. No. Because I remember Corey Graves stood up at that last segment and was like talking about stuff like, Kurt, you know stuff and I know stuff. So like I didn't I couldn't remember. If I don't I don't think that this whole text message storyline is tied to the end zone cast okay. thing. I think it's a separate thing. I, I'd rather it be that way. But. Okay, so Enzo and Cass break up at the end of the show. Yeah, with Cass giving Enzo the big boot, being all like, you're the reason why I lose. Enzo, with some great acting, actually oh, yeah. pulled off some tears. Yeah. Um, and you know what the worst part is? Is Jericho always says his favorite, he like when he talks on his podcast, he always says his favorite heel moments are when the heel is not wrong. When like you're mad at the heel, but the heel's not, not he's the bad guy, but he's not the wrong person. Well, like, yeah, obviously in any in every end zone cast match where they lose, Cass is not the one getting on the mat at the end of it. Yeah, 
And it's, it's, it's like when Jericho feuded with Shawn Michaels because he called out Shawn Michaels for cheating and pretending to have a bad leg to win a match. And then he calls out Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels like, hey, but I'm Shawn Michaels guy. And then Jericho's like, unacceptable code breaker. And then everyone boos Jericho and it's like, yeah, but Shawn Michaels cheated to win that match. And Jericho simply said, you're my hero. Why'd you do it? And then Shawn Michaels like, because I'm the face. Fuck you. And like that feud was fucking amazing. That Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho feud is amazing. And hopefully they can take some of that into the end zone cast feud because it's like, you know, Cass, while it sucks to see him turn on Enzo and big boot the shit out of him. So here's the thing. Wrong. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm only focusing on one very specific thing you just said. Okay. The Enzo and Cass feud. I don't want to see them fight each other. Because like is it you can't make Enzo look good in this. Hey Bob, <laughs> I I don't know how to break it to you. I'm real sorry, but a tag team has broken up. Ancient traditions and rights must be fulfilled. The prophecy must come to fruition. When a tag team breaks up, they must feud. I can't remember in the history of wrestling any time where I, I can't remember ta- tag teams that broke up that did not feud. And if not a direct feud, then like a competition between the two of them. I can give you only one example. And no one gives a shit, and you're gonna roll your eyes at me. Okay. The Lucha Dragons. Oh uh, well. <laughs> there they go. Or the Vaud Villains. Vaud Villains. Well, that's not getting broken up. Well, a little. That's getting fucking kind fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucha Dragons, sure. Uh although now we have Dark Kalisto, which is interesting. Yeah. But, like, but he's not a a heel. No, but I just he's just Got a new mask. Is Sin Cara still on the roster? Is a good question. You never know. I guess. You assume. Uh, He's on SmackDown, I also wanna, but you never see him. Okay, I want to preface it then. I'll make a little asterisk to my argument being that when one of the members is turning heel in the breakup, uh-huh. or I guess turning face if they were a heel tag team, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, And that SmackDown opened up with that great Carmella promo. Uh. I don't even really remember too many of the matches on the show. Um, Kevin Owens fought Chad Gable. And, oh, yeah, that was interesting. That was, that was a surprise to see that American Alpha still existed. Yeah. And for him to get a U.S. title shot. And it was a well, decent, it was an open challenge. It was a decent match, too. He didn't get a shot. He literally walked up and filled a spot yeah. in kayfabe. And he, and, he, uh, and he did good. It was a good match. Kevin Owens retained. It's the right call. Um, yeah, obviously. Oh, didn't we have Ziggler and Nakamura for the first time on SmackDown? And everyone was like, um, why the fuck are they letting these guys have a better match on SmackDown than they did at Backlash? Sure. <laughs> Which, because it was a better match yeah. on SmackDown, in all fairness. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. Uh, then they did the whole thing with the women all night, and it led to Daniel Bryan in the ring announcing that he was taking the briefcase from Carmella and that next week on SmackDown, we will have another women's money in the bank match, which I truly anticipate filling up the last probably 40 of the show. So also um, they gave Lana another shot at the title because she asked for it again, because I guess I missed that. All you need to do is just walk up and say, give me a shot. And they'll say, yeah, who did he ask? Who did she ask? Uh, Naomi. So wait, she asked Naomi. Yeah. And Naomi, Naomi like, keeps sure. giving her matches. <laughs> Naomi, that's not the way to stay champion, girl. You can't just be giving out matches to everybody. Especially heels. Uh, and we still haven't seen Rusev. He's medically cleared. That's true. Where still no Ruru. Where is he? Ow. Oh. Ow. Uh. Oh shit! There was a. I forgot there was something else that uh, looks like they're continuing Jinder and Randy. It's awful. I I am just so not. And they're now off until SummerSlam, right? I don't think unless wait. Is there another one? I'm looking it up. No Rusev and just man. It's uh. 
Not great. And so, yeah, when is the next SmackDown pay-per-view? Or is it SummerSlam? Uh, Battleground, July 23rd in Philly. Oh, wow. Raucous crowd. We'll have to see what happens with that. So we have no, no confirmed matches for it yet. And we have no word about about Rusev's current status. Is I haven't heard anything on any of the dirt sheets. I'm just so confused. But that's uh wow, we managed to get through a pay-per-view recap, a raw excuse me, and a smackdown in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. We'll make a good time today. So let's go ahead and get into wrestling news here babo okay um big thing biggest thing maronello is back on nxt yeah that's great news Um, to read his instagram post announcing the news do it uh the nxt chapter begins he says wwe and i mutually agreed to end my responsibilities on smackdown having nothing to do with rumors about disputes As I remained under contract with WWE, we discussed a variety of options. Despite originally agreeing to part ways, there is always a desire to continue working together. We have come to terms on a new agreement that benefits both WWE and me, and I am thrilled to announce I will now be part of the NXT broadcasting team. Hmm. I mean, that's great. Tom Phillips has done an amazing job on SmackDown since we're filling in for Morrow, but I will be glad to see Morrow back on WWE product. Yes. Uh, especially if this means that they do another cruiserweight show and he can call that. Uh, I assume he'd call that. Uh, if mm-hmm. That's already down at, you know, Orlando anyway. Sure. Or should I say Winter Park? Uh, Rusev, it looks like I'm on Rumor Roundup. Uh, Rusev is scheduled for SmackDown house shows this weekend, so he may be returning to action. Always uh, a pleasure. Cena to commented on... He's definitely going to be worked on both brands um, to try to boost ratings. Uh-huh. And also that there's backstage talk that Lesnar Roman Reigns could be moved from WrestleMania up to SummerSlam as a way to get the title back onto Raw more often and help boost the low ratings because they have been plagued lately with low ratings, which, again, it kind of goes to our discussion last week about does WWE give up when there's competition on television, which I personally think they do um also talking about uh i think you had mentioned this off air i think this is something you talked to me about when we were watching smackdown uh but it looks like they're going to be splitting maurice and miz up uh because of the mike bennett maria canellis angle mike canellis and uh, maria canellis yeah okay the canellis <laughs> is, is it like is it like ellipses is it a, are they the Canellises or the Canellises? Or like are they is it just like the Canellises? So and oh yeah, uh, also uh I there's uh so um from Raw, they added uh you said they added Angle or not uh uh Axel and uh Bo Dallas. You were yeah. saying they added them to Miz? Yeah, they're like his new entourage kinda. Mm. Uh Vince Russo this week filed a restraining order <laughs> against, against Jim, Jim Cornette. Cornette. But did you hear Jim Cornette's reply that caused this? You mean the thing that we talked about last week? No. Or two weeks ago? No. Jim Cornette came out with another video, and uh, uh, it's it's on... There's a YouTube channel. I think it's like Jim Cornette's Talking Sense. It's his, it's his YouTube channel that he runs with clips from his podcast. But with like pictures of him from the eighties with his with his full head of black sure. hair, um, and he, he he uploaded this where you know Vince Russo had had his major come like fire back at him that we had talked about on the podcast, and then Jim Cornette did a reply to that where he was like, "I'm so sorry, Vince Russo, you got me, you caught me in a trap, you totally nailed it," and then he basically did the same kind of sarcastic promo back at Vince that Vince Russo had done at him where he was just, you know, going through his own accomplishments and apologizing for him and apologizing for Russo's failures. And he was like, you know, and I'm sorry that when I came at you verbally, I didn't cut a a witty promo. You know, I didn't do what you probably did and spend 
four or five nights sitting around trying to write down your thoughts and opinions, get them organized in a nice little script, and then read it line for line off a teleprompter or a piece of paper. I just shot off the top of my head. And at the end of it all, he he makes what is the clearest, like, I like there's no way to argue this is not a clear threat at a person's life. And he was like, and I want to tell you, Vince, I'm sorry, you know, for, for all of this. So I'm going to get you a gift. And you don't got to thank me. And I'm going to deliver it in person. I'm finding out where you live. And I'm going to hand deliver it to you. And you know what? You deserve it. This thing that I'm going to bring to you, Vince, you deserve every second of it. You know, as an apology for me coming at you before, I want you to know I'm going to deliver this gift to you. And you fucking deserve it. And I'm going to bring it to you when you least fucking expect it. So you can keep your eyes open. Because I'm coming. And I'm bringing your gift. And then he just ends his show. And it's just like, he is so clearly threatening this man on fucking air. Or as he would put it, worldwide YouTube. Uh, it's in. And so Vince Russo is, uh, I, I would say this, uh, not wrong for getting a restraining order. Probably not. At this point, Jim Cornette has proven that while he knows wrestling, he is also slightly unhinged and disconnected from reality. Uh, and he would kill someone and over potentially homicidal. Yeah. Uh, Jack Swagger has been training for mixed martial arts and is considering making the jump to okay, mixed sure, martial arts. whatever. Hey, man, <laughs> maybe he'll leave <laughs> leave MMA shows early. Uh, it's too hot. WWE uh, is asking fans about a potential London, Toronto, or New York WrestleMania location. Okay. I, I personally hope they come to New York because that increases the chance that I actually get to go to a WrestleMania. Uh, Seth Rollins is on the cover of WWE 2K18. Oh, yeah. You know what? That video that they released in, in conjunction with that, so heelish for somebody who's allegedly a face right now. Like yeah, he, he like literally stuff. kills a dude. Uh, no, he didn't kill him. The, 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 didn't he like stick him in a car and set the car on fire or some shit? Like, no, no, he he did. He did like I think he like need him like like hit him in the back of the knee with a bat or something. Okay, like that, knocked the guy down and then there was like, an explosion. But the guard got to the alarm, and I know this specifically because Two K Games put out a, a re- an actual official release, being like to anyone who was worried about the officer of the law or security officer, whatever that was. Knocked down in the video. Don't worry. His character made it out okay. In kind of a condescending, you guys are fucking idiots. Sure. Like statement, but also being like, like this is a trailer for a goddamn video game. I shouldn't have to explain to you. The fictional officer was not murdered by Seth Rollins. Y'all can chill a sec. So they made an official announcement. But yeah, other than it was still fucking heelish, dude. Mm -hmm. Like it was still very much like him shattering the all of the the memorabilia and like knocking the head off the Andre the Giant statue, and then at the end it's just like eh, 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 eh. I'm Seth Rollins. That's my Seth Rollins impression. Uh, Shelton Benjamin is apparently in talks to return to WWE again. Hopefully this time he's actually fully healed going into it so that they can just utilize him. I mean, I'm I'm 100% sure that he'll end up on SmackDown. Well, he, it wasn't because he was kind of injured last time. It's because he got injured like in a match a week before he was supposed to debut on the Indies. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like, Oh, this whole time you weren't, it was, Oh shit. Right. Right. Uh, the immediate plans for big cast call for a one match feud with Enzo at great balls of fire. And then a feud with big show at SummerSlam, according to cage side. How do you feel about this, Bob? I mean, I don't want them to drag out a, feud between the two because like Enzo's going to get fucking murdered and that's how that feud is going to go. What are you, what are your thoughts of, of Big Show versus Big Cass? I mean, it, uh, it it's definitely not the excitement of Strowman versus Big Show. It's a feud. <laughs> it exists. They're both big. <laughs> They're both big, Bob. Isn't that what you want to see? Big men fighting big matches? Uh, here's a quote uh, from the Wrestling Observer Radio per Meltzer. If WWE won't let him, Brian Danielson is obviously going somewhere else to wrestle in 2018, but not if his health is at a critical risk. So his contract is ending. Uh, Dave compared to in it 
compared it to when Austin got out due to his neck stuff, came back for a final run, even though he wasn't 100% and had a solid run uh, and then finally retired. There's a possibility of him wrestling in WWE would increase if the concussion lawsuit is thrown. Okay. Um, this is says Brian that. would do the right thing for himself. Doesn't believe uh, he would. I think I'll I'll wrestle even if it's a risk. Uh, might have one more run in him if his health is permitting. He thinks Brian wouldn't wrestle if his health is seriously at risk, but okay. the doctor he went to says he's healed about 90%. Hmm. So it's possible. Hmm. Uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, I mean, I, as much as I'd love to see him wrestle again, it's just a question of like, but where would he go that, that the fans could really watch him? Because New Japan, while it, it's increasing its presence, is still not... I mean, it's got Kazuntai. It's got like Wrestle World. So I mean, it's it's getting easier to watch New Japan, but it's still a, de- a very developing thing. Uh, I doubt he would go to TNA, which because even though it's like established, it's also no. So TNA um, and Ring of Honor. Meltzer says uh, most likely place Brian would go is New Japan or Ring of Honor. Right. But depending on how the USA presence will be in 2018, Brian says he really wants to go to CMLL. What is that? Uh, I believe it's the. I don't. I don't know what it necessarily stands for, but CMLL. it's definitely a Mexican wrestling promotion. It's not AAA, but it's Con- like their second. Consejo Mundial de Lucha, Lucha Libre. I knew the LL was Lucha Libre. I thought it'd be like Central Mexico Lucha Libre or it, something, or like Mexico Championship Lucha Libre or is something. It's a Lucha but, Libre promotion based in Mexico City. The promotion is also referred to by its previous name of EMML or Empresa Mexicana de Lucha Libre. Is the oldest professional wrestling promotion still in existence. Well, how about They were that? founded in 1933. I guess uh, one of the reasons he wants to go there is because Brian has never done a hair versus mask match and wants to. That would be nuts. Oh, man. Um, that would be pretty pretty intense um uh also in rumor roundups from cage side uh well there this isn't rumor roundup this is just that i'm reading it off of their rumor roundup but uh uh al snow and pat kenny and shane helms all had left tna now yes impact um and al snow was he threw some shade at them on twitter on the way out the door sure um Man, Impact right now is having kind of a weird go. A weird go, absolutely. Uh, they're coming up on Slammiversary, yeah. which is their WrestleMania. Um, and they're going to have an Alberto El Patron versus uh, Bobby Lashley match, which a couple people are pretty excited if Patron about. Patron shows up. Oh! I mean, seriously, he's he's no-called, no-showed several promotions. He did it to WCPW. Yeah, and, and sometimes he's had some legitimate reasons, and other times he's had some, frankly, bizarre excuses yeah. that people are like, eh, I don't know if I'm buying this one. There was the one show where he told the promotion that he was sick and couldn't be there, and then hours later posted an Instagram of him and Paige on a private jet drinking champagne. Yeah. And you're just like, maybe that picture wasn't taken today. Maybe it was taken sure. last week. But like there was the show he missed where he legitimately not got a good st- look. There was the show he missed because he legitimately got stabbed. But, but he got did st- he? There are reports that he may not have because well, that no people have looked into it. If that happened, then not a single person made a police report or called 911 about it because none of the police forces have it on record. And that's like legitimate reporters who have more time to look into this than I do. They've like called around and were like, can I get the reports on this? And like, I don't know what you're talking about that. We don't have anything. Even if he if he did get stabbed, even if he did get. Sure. Let's say it was a real situation. What the report that we heard was, was that. Page got into an altercation with some guy, I guess, at a bar, maybe, and then that's when Patron stepped in. Then he got stabbed. However, there's another story that it involved road rage. Either way, 
regardless of that situation, Patron put himself into that situation. Oh, sure. I'm sure he did not. He was he, he, he may not have instigated it, but I'm sure he provoked it to make it worse. Yeah, but I mean, he's also like if Paige was the one who was starting the shit, he's with Paige. He knows what he's getting into in that situation. Like, regardless, like keep in mind, this is the this is the guy who said that he was going to get married and then, a few days uh, from when he said it. And then they're still not married. Who fucking so, knows, man? That's all crazy. Especially now that there are reports that Paige is, is I would not, back. I would not l- trust many words out of Alberto El Patron's And there's mouth. also rumors that Paige is training to come back. I think we touched on this briefly last week. Yeah, but there's but also m- what we said last week was coming back to where? Well, that's the thing, though, is that she's been posting uh, pictures of herself training yeah. and talking about getting back in ring. She's still under contract, I think, for like another year. And yeah. they have that movie coming out about her. Uh-huh. So there's rumors going around that she is she genuinely is like, okay, fuck it. This is the place where I'm actually going to make money for my career. If I can just keep my shit together, this is the best decision for me. Because think about it. Think about the money she could make off of the movie about her life if she just keeps her shit together. Oh, dude, if she played the WWE's game, like she would be a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy woman before the age of... She's 28. She's still. How old is she now? She's like 23 or some shit. Like. She could be a fucking multimillionaire by the time she's 25. She easily like she easily could. She was born in 92. Yeah. 24. OK, so she's 24. She'll be 25 this August. That's insane. And all she has to really do is just. Not, you know, not lose her fucking shit and just keep together. And again, like you said, play WWE's game, right? If you just, you know, do what they say for five years, you'll be a fucking millionaire and uh, then do whatever you want. Yeah. And Jesus. then, then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, they're rumoring that the, the, that yes, there will be Randy Orton versus gender three and that it may be in a Punjabi prison match. Oh shit. Bring that back. The Punjabi prison. I'm, I don't even give a fuck, dude. I love it. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. The first ones were were trash. It, it was like such an. But you had like that that fucking Batista jump from the cage to the to the prison cage. Mm. Like, I mean, look. Also, it would force them not to do the same fucking match again. That's also true. Um. Uh. Somebody. Okay. So before the announcement of the video game. People were saying that the Instagram post of Taker's hat and gloves may have been planting the seeds to bring Undertaker back for a rematch with Roman at SummerSlam. Yeah. And that is still a rumor that's circulating. I don't think that's true. I think that at the earliest that we would possibly see Taker come back, if he does, would be rumble like a month before or like a month before WrestleMania. But I do think that they're going to cool him off for a year or two. Sure. Personally. Um, yeah, no, it's it that that thing from their Facebook is most definitely uh, an ad for the game. It was like a still from the video, I thought. It was just his hat in the ring, and it was just like because no, it was on. It wasn't in the ring. It was. I, I'm pretty sure that it was a still from that commercial, but before the fire. I thought it was just a shot of of his hat and gloves and jacket on that like that little table thing that in the video it was oh, encased well, in glass. Whatever. Regardless, I doubt that it's I doubt that it's uh, it's not I doubt, it's definite. They use the hashtag like be no one or yeah. be like nobody. No, no, I'm saying or I, whatever, like that's the tagline of the game. Right, no, I'm saying I'm doubting that he's coming back. Oh, or, coming back? No. They're talking about how Roman retired him. Yeah. Like yeah, I doubt that if I doubt that if he makes an appearance, it would be even at this year's upcoming WrestleMania. I think that they would let it let it cool off for a little while. Um, you know, let it cool off for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, final thing to get into on today, uh, Okada Omega two at at uh, Dominion. Yes. Uh, now we're a little late to the game. A lot of people have already seen this. If you haven't seen it yet, well, not it the is... final thing, actually. Hmm? Not the final thing. 
got to run down and fall real quick before. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, a lot of you have already probably seen it. If you haven't seen it yet, take a pause, go listen or go watch the match. Uh, you know, we're not encouraging you to find it illegally on the internet. We would never encourage that. But you know, if you were if to it, go, if, if you stumble upon it, if you were to go to you know a, a website that rhymes with you know smelly lotion, you could probably find it, uh, or just sup- uh, subscribe to New Japan Service. They have a service that has the English uh, broadcast of the match on it. I forget what it's called. Is a Wrestle World? I think. Um, I thought it was just like NJPW World or something. Maybe that. Uh, but you can find it. Go to New Japan's website, Google search New Japan, and you can find it. Uh, it was great. It was a. It legitimately was an amazing match. Uh, they went to a sixty-minute draw, um, and there was a lot of fantastic moments. Cody Rhodes coming down to try to throw in the towel. The Young Bucks stopping him. Him being like, "We've got to do it for our friend." Uh, Omega getting back into it. He finally hits the one-winged angel, but then, but then. Uh, Okada basically pulled the Kevin Owens finger of God, but with his, his toes, um, a lot of very, very cool spots. The only real controversial thing is that Dave Meltzer had, had famously given Okada Omega one, a sixth star. He awarded it a star above his fifth and highest rated star, which I think probably deserved. Um, oh yeah, no. Their their first matchup at Russell Kingdom Eleven was phenomenal, was absolutely insane. amazing. This match I enjoyed. I probably would. I would say I probably enjoyed this one equally. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened in this one that didn't happen in the first one. Um, but Dave, everyone was looking at him, going, "Okay, what's he going to give the the second match?" And he awarded it an additional quarter star making it the new highest rated observer match of all time at six and a quarter stars out of five. Uh, and I talked to you about this earlier, Bob off, off air and mm-hmm. you were, you're pretty fired up. It's just, well, personally, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's, it was as good a match. Okay. And so, I mean, I, I it was, it, it just seemed like everyone was, they're so high on the first match that they had still, Right. That they're like, oh man, these guys are gonna do one up, and they're gonna do it even better, and then they go out and put on a damn good match. Let me not undersell the quality of this wrestling match. Right. But everyone was expecting so much from them that they're just like, oh, that was even better, and you're like, so they bought into the hype. Was it? I don't know. My biggest. They issue- spent fucking fifteen minutes working over Okada's leg, and then yeah. just drop it. And you're like, that was my. You deliberately issue. spend so much time busting up his leg, and then it never comes into play after the 30 minute mark. That was my biggest issue with the match too. Was it was a lot of time early on working the leg, and then at some point Omega started working the head and neck, and they just sort of abandoned. Because like he was selling, like kind of limping around, like yeah. oh shit, his leg is injured. Like how is this going to play into the match? Oh, it's not because he's going to forget about it in ten minutes. Like, yeah, that was the only thing that happened that was just a little bit. Um, I don't want to say infuriating, a little frustrating. Like like I I guess there was there weren't bigger spots like that first match had like the huge fucking like outside table bump mm-hmm. and like just huge like it, it felt like there were a lot more. It felt like there was more stakes to the match. It felt mm-hmm. like the hype was bigger. Sure. The, you know, maybe it's because it was at Wrestle Kingdom and they had sure. that huge entrance and they had, right. you know, but like, I don't know. It just, and personally, the fact that it didn't have, like, that it ultimately comes down to 60 minutes of nothing. Like, if you look at the Ooh, end result. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you can say, oh, it told stories, but really, it only really told, like, the Young Bucks and, like, the, the, yeah, the whole is Bullet Club fracturing away from Kenny Omega thing. Like, it doesn't really do anything for Okada. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't follow along with the story. Sure. But it just to me looked like 
you can argue Akata beat him easy and then he didn't really beat him this time and maybe next time he'd lose. You could look at that as a story from but my like, from my understanding of the whole the whole thing around Okada and Omega is that Okada is viewed as the sort of like unbeatable champion right now. Sure. Um, and and he went out and he proved that to Omega and, and everyone's like, damn. And Omega had been very disrespectful. He did like the spit in the face spot. Uh-huh. This is like from my understanding of the build up to this match. Uh, and then Omega called him out and Okada while still being faced was, you know, basically like I, you can't beat me. So like why? Mm-hmm. And so he gave him that opportunity. And while he did beat Omega, Omega took him to his limit. Sure. Um, and then Omega basically between Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion was like, I'm going to train and I'm going to defeat you and then came out. And while he did not defeat Okada, Okada, Okada was not defeat able to, him either. Exactly. Yeah, so, no, that's why literally what I said. Yeah. So I think that like that's an interesting, but that I don't know if you can necessarily take all of that into account when rating the match. And that's why I agree that I don't think that Smelter should have given it a higher rating. If he gave it the same rating, I probably would have disagreed, but been like, it was still a good match. I wouldn't be that upset. If it got like five and a half stars where he was like, damn, it was still like better um, than almost any match I've ever seen, but yeah, it wasn't like, quite that first one. Yeah, but no, he liked it better. So whatever. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a dude's opinion. Right. Yes, this dude has been watching way more wrestling than I will ever see in my life for the past 30, 40 years. Right. And yes, he does know more about wrestling than me. Sure. However, at the end of the day, it's Sub- still a guy's opinion. Subjective. You know? Yeah. Peter Travers has seen more movies than me. Doesn't matter that he likes a movie and I don't. Like, sure. that's just life. That all we got on Omega Okada? Yeah. All um, right. So real quick that, here, we'll we got the Evolve, Evolve 87 card, that's, announced card right here. That's this Sunday. Yes. Uh, I will work from the bottom up here. Um, we have Jason Kincaid versus Timothy Thatcher. Okay. Uh, we have ACH versus Tracy Hot Sauce Williams. That'll be fun. Which is good to see that ACH is not injured. It is very good to see that. Next up, we got Trent Beretta versus Austin Theory. <laughs> like the gun? Uh, Austin Theory we saw last time. Very make impressive. The save for Darby Allen. Uh, also had another match earlier on that night. Uh, we also have Chris Dickinson versus Fred Yehi. That'll be fun. Uh, That'll be exciting. Yeah, we have <clears throat> and Yehi Dickinson, is, obviously. Left, right? What? Yehi left, right? Left catch point? Yeah. Well, I don't think so as of right. Mm, I don't remember. However, uh, Dickinson obviously is one half of current tag champs for Catchpoint. Uh, Yeehaw, former tag champ for Catchpoint, um, and he may or may not have abandoned the faction. Sure. Uh, then we have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jaka for the Evolve Championship. Hell yeah. That'll be a barn burner. And then the real fucking barn burner, Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee for the WWN Championship belt. That's going to be in, insane. Uh, we do not have Jeff Cobb on this card. No Cobb. It says more to be signed, but I you know, I figured that they would have Cobb promoted as one of the sure. higher matches. Sure. Um, so I also heard rumor that Priscilla will be there. But, I mean, that's already six matches on the card anyway, yeah. so maybe we'll get one more match of sure. somebody versus somebody. But Sure. Uh Regardless, that's going to be a, a great show. Always mm-hmm. good to see ACH. Always good to see Dirty Daddy. Yep. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Matt Riddle can't be beat. Um, so and Keith Lee is going to put, a, I'm sure he's going to put on a great match with Riddle. Um, yeah. Great stuff for us on Sunday night. And uh, we'll report, you know, as always, we'll probably be posting on Facebook and Twitter from the show. Uh, so. Guys, if you want, you can check out our Facebook account, account facebook.com backslash small package POD. Uh-huh. Probably uh, going to be live streams there on Sunday. Yeah, we usually do like outside and then a couple from inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob, anything else or is that it? I believe, Corey, that this ends 
Small Package, episode 50. Big 5 All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, 50 down, a million to go. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> you can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Packet. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Next Year. Or you can follow the both of us at Small Package. P-O-D. For podcast. Mm, we still have to have the big stakes. Uh, yeah, actually, I was going to talk to you about that. We'll okay. get to it after the show. All right. That'll be secret off-air stuff. Maybe check our Twitter for what the announcement I, is. I just figured they didn't want to hear us talking about planning for future uh, episodes. They also don't want to hear this conversation going all right. on right now. Or you can follow both of us on Twitter at SmallPackagePod and also on Facebook, like I just mentioned. Make sure to check us out. We post a lot of stuff to our Facebook. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode of the exciting, everlasting, beguiling... <laughs> Sports back in package. Show, show. Hit him with it, Bob. Small package.